Hi, and welcome to episode 40 of No Crying in Baseball All-Star Week episode. I'm so happy. My name is Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. And Potty Mouth here is mighty excited. This has been a lot of fun. And hey, we're officially middle-aged. We're catching up to ourselves in age as far as podcasts. We've hit the big 4 We've hit the big 4 Time for party. Cheers. 40 is the new 35. And we're adorable. <laughs> we are. Cheers. I saw an amazing thing walking here to our studio. We're having a podcast field trip. We're actually in a different studio today. This is very fancy. It's very fancy. And so I was walking over from my all-star volunteer gig, more about that later, and there was a man on the street holding a bass, as in a bass from a baseball diamond. Oh, I was thinking like a bass guitar. No, Yeah, no, no. This is a different kind of all-star. And the side of the bass said All-Star Week Futures game on it. Oh, no way. And I looked at him and I said... Something to the effect of, how'd you get that? Did you steal it? And he said, nope, I know people. And you know, he kind of had it like mounted on some wood. And, nice. I, and he said, I got it for one of my players. And I said, mm. did your player land on that base a couple times? And no, it wasn't actually used in the game, but I have to send it to him. And then the light changed and I walked away and he walked the other way. And I thought, should I know who this guy is? Or is this just one of those like totally random, really freaking wonderful things that happens on the street of the city that hosts the All-Star Game? So we're left in a little bit of mystery about this. You didn't chase down the I base? didn't chase him down because you know what? I had a podcast appointment to make. But All I just right. thought I love that there are people walking down the street carrying bases <laughs> from All-Star events. And we were there at that Futures game. Yeah, we, we were. a lot to say about that. We've been meeting people. We've been making some friends. I think you made some friends. Yeah, all over the place. Like first in our volunteer gigs, for sure. Mm-hmm. And then even after the, the game last night, this was maybe one of my fa- favorite encounters. We were hanging out at the Big Stick, one of our favorite bars around the ballpark. And uh, you just got all Boston on me. Yeah. I know, you we're know, not there. Some of we're my people, some of my people have been here. You're, so you're, you're people I've, are I've everywhere. been rubbing elbows with the Red Sox fans around here. These people next to us, I think, I'm pretty sure they were Nats fans. They were definitely Capitals fans. Um, but when I finally told them about the podcast, we were about to go. And I said, and I'm potty mouth. And the woman said, fuck, yeah, you are. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're our, my kind of people. Well, welcome to your new friend and, and your new friend's friends. Yeah. We've been doing so many cool volunteer things. I just came from an air-conditioned one. But at first, I think we should talk about our hotter-than-hell outdoor but super fun play ball park volunteer stints. You want to explain what Playball Park is? For sure. A lot of people I found out outside of Playball Park do not know about it. Right? Yeah. Which is crazy because it is free. It is an MLB-sponsored free activity outside right next to National Stadium and they have batting cages, they have pitching booths, right? Pitching booth, is that the right word? Yeah, sure. And they have a VR thing, visual reality, which I did that would not. Be virtual reality, but, oh, but you're visual. adorable when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> visual. I, have, I like, have no geek points, zero geek No, cred. but I, I'm here to make up for that for you. <laughs> and surprise, I did not go into the VR booth. You know, I didn't get a chance to because I was at the batting cages. But the one other thing they have that's pretty cool, they have a small, like a miniature ball field. And that is where they've been doing their outreach because every time I've, I've been by there, there have been little kids that I think they've been doing outreach to community groups mm-hmm. to bring like little leagues in, to bring kids who haven't ever played before onto this field to learn about baseball and to have a good time and get some coaching. Sometimes like the famous players come by and talk to them. Yeah, when I was there, the USA men's team was there hanging out with little league kids, which nice. was pretty fucking awesome. Also, I heard that Jenny Finch stopped by there. Yes, yeah, she did. There were some people wandering around Play Ball Park, lots of sponsors as well, and a big old Budweiser truck that had a nice top floor, just saying. I happened to wander by. Just saying. So when I was working at the batting cages, 
I really loved that, by the way. And everything okay. I everything that helped me be good at that job, I learned from going through softball and baseball with my own daughter because all I had to do was make sure all the kids were wearing batting helmets and the, or, and, the, and the adults too, and they had the right size bat. And then I found myself coaching them using all the words that my kid and all of her coaches ever have used, like watch the ball, watch the ball, hit the bat, come on, good cut. And I was, I was cracking my own self up. But they, everybody there was having such a good time. But there was one guy. There was one guy that came, and I looked at him, and he looked like I should know who he is. Mm -hmm. And he hit every single ball. It would have been out of the park every single swing. And I thought, was he? Are you a player? So I want to start rumors, and I think, was that Carlos Pena? And it totally wasn't Carlos Pena, but I want to start a rumor that Carlos Pena was in my batting cage. So will you help me? Will you support me in that? Some famous people did go through there. I know. I was was like totally like under the the radar. Yeah. Well, I didn't know the guy who went and went when I was there. And uh, we'll talk about him later. It's a local rapper whose name is Wally, but it's spelled W-A-L-E. He was a hero this weekend. He sure was, but he couldn't hit in the batting cage is worth shit. So he comes (laughs) in with this full entourage and I had to like hold these kids back and I was feeling bad like I was going to have to explain to these kids kids why they didn't get their turn because this guy and his cameras get in and they're like we know who he is looking at me like I'm you know I guess like I'm a little, your age yeah I'm a little past the age of Wally yeah. but he did not do well in the batting cage we'll talk about his performance in the celebrities and legends <laughs> game a little bit later there were a bunch of kids who also got to cut the line who are wearing Cleveland shirts as a promo for next year's awesome. uh, all-star game that we got to start getting prepped for right excellent I worked there at on Saturday night which means I had people on dates Coming to the batting cage. Talk about adorable. Well, my favorite thing is I want to use the word plumage (laughs) because – and these couples, whoever was like in the the batter's box taking swings was definitely preening for their date. And it was kind of hilarious because it worked for some of them and for others it did not. There was this one couple where the guy was in there and he was not doing very well. And I had asked – his date. I'd ask this woman, are, are, are you going to bat too? Because I was making a point of asking everybody, are you going to take a turn? Are you going to bat no matter who they were, what they looked like, whatever? I, I wanted everybody Good. to try, try to do it, right? Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, oh, no. And then like she's taking pictures of him as he's like striking out. And I looked at her <laughs> and she said, yeah, I'm going to try. <laughs> and she did got she do it? it. She did all right. She didn't do – you know, she hit a couple. But but it was great. But I think, you know, people are embarrassed. Oh, I don't want anybody to see right. me. Not. But then people will get up there and fail. But they'll do it like in a good mood and just – they tried it. My real favorite person was not on a date. It was this little girl who was maybe eight or nine. And I also – all the little kids, I kept saying, do you play? Do you play? Do you yeah, play? Kind me of too. Try, you me right? too. And she said, no, I've never played, but I might. And she got in there and she swung and she did all right. And she came out and she said, I think I'm going to play. And I was so happy because that's, that's what this park yeah. is for. The play ball park is like get people who have not played or you don't have the opportunity so much. Try it out. There's no pressure. And, yeah, the only pressure was this bunch of, bunch of frat guys were putting a lot of pressure on each other. <laughs> but, yeah, but that, that wasn't coming from us. Yeah, and I just wanted – that's the one thing I wanted to say about being in the pitching booth. I was there probably polar opposite kind of time, first thing in the morning on Sunday morning. So there were lots of God little kids you. coming in. It, was, it wasn't as hot. Also, it was better mm-hmm. than the afternoon gig. But a, a little bit of a, of a public interest mention out there, let your girls pitch. Please let your girls pitch. There were a lot of families who came in, and if they had multiple kids, the boys would go in first, and the girl was hanging back. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? We actually have D.C. Girls Baseball, which is an awesome organization, and I kept mentioning it to these people and encouraging these little girls to pitch. So, yes, let your girls pitch. 
my favorite T-shirt that I saw walk by at the Fan Fest, which we'll talk about in a minute. I saw a dad and I saw this shirt and it, it said something about like, you know, father and – and I thought, oh, it's going to piss me off. And then he got closer and said father and daughter baseball. Oh, that's awesome. And he was holding okay. his little girl's hand. They had matching shirts. And I'm like, OK, OK, stop with your snap judgments. Things are getting Better. Thank you. That that helped restore my faith in DC youth sports. So Fan Fest is like yeah. Comic Con for baseball, right? It's at the convention center, and there are famous people there that which you, whose autographs you can get, and there's activities that you can do, and you can do batting cages and things there, and virtual reality there, and some crazy other things. And I realized there are two kinds of people in the world, potty mouth, and one of them likes cons. And one of them not so much. And I sadly, I'm not the con person. I had a good time there, but I was not happy to leave pretty quickly. Yeah, I got to say I'm con con too. But you had to spend <laughs> – you, you spent three hours in the line to be on the human claw, which is – the human claw is is an awesome concept. But three fucking hours with, so, with yeah, your So, yeah, so what happened. So, so my kid and a friend went the day before and they did – all the stuff, right? They did the fielding things. Apparently, they were also on stage doing a trivia contest. Oh, I wish and there were a video of that. They did pretty well. Uh, here, they did pretty well. But so they did, you know, all the athletic stuff. They did trivia stuff. They kind of worked the whole thing. But the one thing she didn't get to do was this human claw thing. And I was just like, the what? The what now? Yeah, that's what I was wondering when I got your text okay, until I so saw it. I said, okay, so we're going to go back, you know, on – Sunday morning, and we'll do whatever you want to do, whatever you missed, because I'm not a con person. I don't care. So all I want to do is the human claw. So New Era Ball Caps had this thing. It's like it is. It's, it's the claw machine, the machine that eats your quarters, where you try to you maneuver the claw around and try to pick a present and try to get like a prize. Right. And there's that one hidden prize that you really want to go for, surrounded by all sorts of shit. Right. right. So we used to we nicknamed it when when we when Camden was little. We nicknamed it that this is the take your money machine because you never get the thing that you want. Right. Well, we weren't wrong about that for this either. So we stand in this line. This line goes on forever. And what you do is when you get up there, they put you in a harness and you kind of lay flat on this sort of like small pallet thing with pulleys and whatnot. And someone has controls and they lift you up and you fly. And yes, I flew yesterday. I flew. You were there. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. I have a video. I, I can post yeah, that I think full you, video. You may need to because, yeah, yeah it, it was pretty outstanding. Um, you did <laughs> but, well. You but did they, well. there's this pile of boxes, new era boxes, and they have like crap little presents and they have all-star tickets and they have a like, get a custom cap. And we stood in line for three hours and I got a fidget cube. <laughs> It, it works. And, it, well, and, 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 and so my daughter was happy because she ended up with both of the prizes. But, um, yeah, so it, it's still the take your money thing even though it was free to do. But I flew. And I was chatting up the woman at the controls and I said, you know, I've been in line for a long time and all I really want to do is kind of go for a ride on this thing. And she's kind of said, I got gotcha. you. And sure enough, I got like kind of an extra long ride. Yeah, you did. The, you did. I did. And, and, and you yeah. looked good. Thanks. Well, that's the important thing. I want to look good doing it. There's evidence. There's evidence. You know, I got to do something fun. What did you do? I was so excited at the Fan Fest. I got the autograph from one of my childhood heroes, Fred Lynn, who was an outfielder with the Red Sox when I was a kid in the bleacher seats. And I was so nervous. And I got there. And you get to, like, sign up um, uh, online somehow for an appointment to get an autograph. And they were all sold out. So I was like, fuck, I'm out of luck. And then I noticed there was a standby line, and there were a bunch of guys in that standby line who really knew what they were doing. They had, like, stacks of baseball cards that were all in order. And <laughs> I said to them, is it really worth it? And they said, yeah, it'll go fast. And sure enough, it was way faster than your human claw line. I got an autograph in Everything an is and faster half. than yeah. my human claw line. So, so did you talk to him? I mean, did you get to yes, say hi? Yes, I did. So what did you say? Well, while I was in line, my, my, my husband came to give me something to get signed because I had forgotten that part. And he gave me the baseball that we had gotten with our volunteer 
volunteer kit. And then I was like, well, you go over to the Topps place and see if you can find a baseball card of nice. him because that would be even cooler. So he came back with a card, and I don't know anything about baseball cards. So when I handed it over, he was like, oh, I've never seen a card like this before. So I had to sort of act like I knew what the fuck I was doing with this baseball card. I kind of grinned. But I did tell him that he was one of my early favorites, and I saw him in Fenway Park back in the day with my dad. And that, oh. yeah. And so I got to show, maybe I should give the card to my dad. I probably should. Dad, but, but, do you want the card? It's not a surprise anymore, but I'm yeah. so glad you did that. That's really so That's the cool thing about cons. When you get to meet heroes and all of that, that was not my experience, but I did get to fly. So that was okay. So I had one other volunteer gig so far. I have more to come, but my other one I did today, I didn't know what to expect. It was the Congressional Medal of Honor Hospitality Suite. That sounds very fancy. It does sound very fancy, and it was really pretty casual, but this has been a big secret, but it's not going to be as secret as of the day after we record, so it's safe to say it now. Ooh, you heard it here first. This is cool. And before the All-Star Game, MLB is going to honor all the living recipients of the Congressional Medal of Honor. And 30 of them, there are 72, and 30 of them have made it to here to, to be on the field tomorrow before the All-Star Game. Oh, yay. It was outstanding. And so this was the hospitality suite where they can go and hang out in between events and whatnot. They had a brunch today, but they were down there because these guys are all early birds, right? So they've been up since 5 in the morning. But so they're down there drinking coffee and, and hanging out. And they... I was eavesdropping on actual war stories. This is not the proverbial, oh, we hung out and told the war story. No, these guys are telling Korean war stories. It so was, you're hanging out with Congressional Medals of Honor I was, people. you know, I was a little bit across the room. But, but, but it's, it's this cool. amazing community, too, because some of these guys know each other and some of them don't, but they are part of this club, right? They have shared experience. And they were all just so happy. They were like 10 different tables. They all squished around one. There were so many people squished around one table because awesome. they they all wanted to be together, and that was really pretty great. So they're going to the, they're they're going to the home run derby tonight just to have fun, and then tomorrow they get to be honored on the field, and, and that was really very cool. That's like, that's one of our themes about why baseball is so wonderful is bringing people together. What a great example of bringing people together from these intense experiences and giving them this honor. Yeah, I'm psyched. Yeah. I was pretty happy about that. One more thing I want to add about like being the host city. I mean, I'm sure that. But MLB is doing that because we're in Washington, D.C. So it seems like, okay, so you're going to honor like the military and all of that. But I just just learned this the other day that MLB leaves these legacy projects behind in the city that hosts the the All-Star Game. And I only know about a couple of them. Like one of them is um, – it's like a, a, a mobile like medical unit, but it's, it's a dental unit that can drive around to all eight wards in the city to give, you know, like – to give like dental exams and services to kids who aren't getting to the dentist, right? Who can't afford to, don't have insurance or whatever. That's cool. That's amazing. There's yeah. also public art stuff. Like we we talked, you know, many episodes ago about maybe Peanut Johnson mm-hmm. and you know some oh, other yeah. Negro League players, and they have put up MLB has sponsored a mural honoring Mamie and others on a wall on U Street, which is sort of like, you know, it's been nicknamed like like the Harlem, like the Harlem Renaissance kind of Harlem of of Washington, D.C. And so there's a beautiful mural there now. So they've been doing little projects around town. I think some of them are more like play ball kinds of things, but they're also leaving art behind and services behind. So thank you, MLB. We're happy to host you. Yeah, there was a thing on that mural at the Fan Fest, actually, and a picture of it. So let's go field trip. We can go visit that. We should. We should. 
We saw some baseball. We did. We, we finally went saw last some night to the Futures game, which was above and beyond what I was expecting. I thought it was really awesome. It was like a junior all-star game, don't you think? And the teams were so well matched, too. Yeah. Like nobody was blowing anybody else out of the water. And I really, I only knew a couple of players by name, and I was bought in. Like I, I totally bought into a couple of the players, and I was like rooting. As, you know, we we're like, okay, who do we root for? I don't know who we root for. Like, oh, this this side's playing. I'm going to root for the whoever's on defense. <laughs> I'm going to root for everybody. And people were making great plays, and they were like eight home runs. Yep, it was like a big dinger kind of a night, it, it, which which was pretty remarkable. I think that was more home runs than the previous five games combined of the futures Good game. Good is what I found out. Yeah, what got me in, interested and involved right away was David Ortiz managing uh-huh. the world game. When we saw that, I just about melted. I just a guy you've got to adore. Everybody loves him, and he had Vladimir Guerrero with him as one of his coaches. And then the opposing team was his friend, Tori Hunter. And the two of them have such an interesting history. First of all, they, they started together. Mm, at least Ortiz started there. They were both on the Twins together. So they were teammates. But there was, like, as a Red Sox fan, I got to say this. I'm really sorry. This is historic moment, 2013 ACLS playoffs, when Tori Hunter hit – no, no, when David Ortiz hit what was a grand slam. But Tori Hunter was an amazing outfielder, and he came – so close to robbing Ortiz of the Grand Slam, but didn't. But in the process, he fell over the wall. He, like, jumped backwards over the wall. And the Fenway cop who was back there made a big field goal sign. Like, his, he threw his arms up. <laughs> now I remember that. That scene. But poor Hunter. What, and, and everybody's celebrating the Grand Slam. The hands going up. The, the like, socks but, tying but, up the but, game. But, but. But Hunter actually got concussed in that oh, and, like, fucked up his foot. I don't know if it was broken or strained, but he, he was seriously injured in that. So I think there was a little bit of revenge going on <laughs> at the end of the Futures game because, for those of you who missed the ending, uh, the U.S. won after going back and forth and back and forth. The U.S. won 10 to 6, USA. And the last out of the, the last inning, Hunter pulls off a pitching change. And everybody's wondering, what's up? They're four runs ahead. You know, maybe they want to give this another guy a turn to pitch. What's the pitcher's last name? Ortiz. Ortiz. <laughs> a little bit of a dig. They put the T's in Ortiz is yeah. what happened just there. <laughs> that is the punchline. Exactly. I have a boyfriend report that ties into Big Poppy right here. More boyfriends. More boyfriends. We did not intend to pick Future's boyfriends, but it just sort of happened. And I'll tell you how mine happened. There's a pitching change on the world team. Wait, let's pause for a second. Yeah. Do you think it's weird that they divide the players into the world team and the USA team? I feel like it's kind of... The weirdest part is that Puerto Rico's on the world team. Yeah. Well, the weirdest thing is that why are we – why is that the thing? Like should we be supporting this whole, yay, go USA? I felt really weird saying that yeah. sometimes. I felt very weird about it too, which is, was also part of why I went world because world against USA, it just sounds bad. The optics are bad and they're all MLB players, right? right. right? So my guy actually is interesting in that very way. Like what team is he on? So they're, the world team changes pitchers and the sky is running out from the bullpen to my walk-up song. I have never heard I my walk-up song, Paramore's Ain't It Fun. I've never heard it in a ballpark before. And can I just say, it sounds awesome in a ballpark so that now I know for sure. Now it's been tested. And you called that. Like, that's down on paper. You've it's, got that it's, in a blog. It is, it is down on paper. So I'm like, yeah, it's my walk-up song. And then my kids look at me and say, Mom, 
He plays for the Akron Rubber Ducks. Oh, for real. We love – we have seen the Rubber Ducks multiple times. So, OK. So this is like a Cleveland AAA team, right? So we've been there. Love the park. OK. So I did a little research on him. So he did fine for a while. Wait, name? What's his name? So his – right. Thank you. His <laughs> name is Kieran Lovegrove. So what a name! Extra Love points Grove. for an awesome boyfriend yes. named right? and I, I keep misreading it as Love Groove, which I think is Much pretty better. good. I think he should consider changing the yes. back of his jersey to be Love Groove, or you could just get a special one. I think you need oh, a, I might. a Love Groove. I might. T-shirt. Next time I'm in mm-hmm. Akron, I'm going to get that all fixed up. So he gave up a home run to Taylor Trammell, who ended up being the MVP of the game. Mm-hmm. So his response was, "Well, at least I'm on the highlight reel." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but let me tell you. I, so I looked into him a little bit, and the cool things about him are he's initially from originally from South Africa. His family moved to the United States when okay, he was, I was five. Wondering about this. So he has dual citizenship. So his manager called him in and said, "You made the futures team," and he was all excited. And he walked out, and then he said, "Wait a minute, which one? Which team? <laughs> <laughs> which team am I on?" And so, and then his. Uh, the thing that he said about being managed by Big Poppy was apparently Big Poppy managed in Spanish, mm-hmm. which makes sense for almost all of the team. Except for two. Well, so right? Lovegrove speaks some Spanish, and he said that Ortiz slowed down so he could catch up. And they said, and I looked over, and the Australians were lost. <laughs> That's what I was learning. I knew there was at least one Australian. And we just answered a question that the people next to us in the park who might be listening to us now were talking about. We were wondering what language he was managing in. So, so it, it was Spanish and apparently um, a, a slow, thoughtful Spanish so that others could try to keep up. So, you know, I, I normally – we haven't had minor league boyfriends before and we certainly don't pick pitchers. But I just picked a minor league pitcher as my boyfriend. So there you have it. Yeah. What about you? Well, I had to just go – I got super interested in Yusniel Diaz for various reasons. Uh, He's a Dodgers prospect. He's been talked about a lot. He's Cubano from Cuba, and he hit two home runs, which hasn't happened for something like 20 years, I forget. It's uh, since Alfonso Soriano uh, did it for the Yankees about 20 years ago. He's the only other futures double home run hitter. But looking into Diaz a little bit more, he's been hitting 314 this season with uh, – and up until this game, he only had six home runs. So he got a third of his home runs plus um, – I suck at math. We need to go back to our math segments. But anyway, <laughs> since he got two last night compared to six all season, mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive. Not cracking under pressure. He came to the country in 2016 and was brought up in 2017 to double A. To get a little more information, I cut call in a couple of backups. I talked to our friend Alfredo Alvarez of Con las Bases Llenas this morning, and he told me that in Cuba, Diaz played for a, a team very well known called Los Industriales, and their nicknames are Copa de la Capital, which is like the, the cup of the capital, or Los Azules, the blue, I don't know. I guess they have nice blue uniforms. But he said, and this kind of kills me, I still pick this guy, but they're like the Yankees of Cuba. Oh, ouch. Yeah. But see, but for Alfredo, that's a big compliment. It is a big compliment. So you got to feel the love. Right. Consider the source. That's, uh, that's a loving thing I'm, to say. So I'm sticking with the guy. Yeah, he said that people there either love him or hate him. He was only with the Industriales for one year, but he batted 348 that year. And, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I also got another pretty cool uh, bit of inside scoop. My friend Santiago Estrella, who's here from Ecuador, covering the All-Star Game, and we'll be talking to him more about his experiences with interviews at our next podcast. But he got to interview Diaz, and he 
uh, taped it. That's that's an old person way. He recorded it on his phone <laughs> and played it for me this morning. And it was so heartwarming because this kid got so choked up talking about his experience. So he said that he, he was asked, uh, how did you feel on your first home run? And he said he pointed out to his family in the stands and then he got all choked up. And he said, except for his father, who, who was you could feel inside of him. So oh. we were wondering is his father okay or not? Alfredo looked into it a little bit, and it seems like the most likely situation is that the father's still in Cuba and couldn't be there gotcha. at the game. It feels like it's what he's with him. Yeah. He thanked him for teaching him everything when he was young, and it was just really beautiful to hear the words of this kid so emotional about hitting two home runs in a big league stadium futures game. So I'm going to keep my eye on him. He, he's probably going to be brought up this year is what they're saying. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Good pick. Good pick. I just want to mention one more pitcher because he's another Ohio boy. He's a, he's a prospect for the Reds. And his name is Hunter Green. And when they announced that the pitcher... That sounds like a Crayola crayon color. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or Green. maybe a color like in a Land's End catalog mm-hmm. or something. Right. Yeah. Sure. So they announce a pitcher named Hunter and I get prickly thinking they're going to say Strickland. Oh, <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. So this Much guy, better. he threw 19 fastballs a third of those pitches were over pitches were over a hundred miles per hour. So, That's crazy. So, so I think what we saw last night was a lot of these are the young guys, mm-hmm. right? So they have a lot of strength and a lot of energy. They don't have the control yet. But oh my God, a hundred miles an hour, one hundred and three miles an hour. It was really fun to watch. So in my head, he's the good hunter. Yeah, Santiago also played for me the audio of his interview with David Ortiz, which was amazing about what it is to to manage these kids. And he was so impressed by this raw talent. And he said, "You just need to have a little bit of patience right now with them. They need to learn the patience." And he said that the the, the pitching, especially that fast pitching, is incredible for this level. And wait and see what happens. But he sees a lot of promise in these futures. We did not see a lot of promise in the celebrity, the Legends and Celebrities softball game. Did you make it to the end? I think I left at the fourth we inning. Started, we started walking so out. It was painful. So, uh, so ESPN edits it way down and then broadcasts it the next night that after the home run derby. Yeah. And I can see why. I can see why they didn't just go for it live. It was pretty chaotic and out of control. And um, I've got some feelings about it. What, what are your feelings? I had I had some mixed feelings, some some high points and then some uh, Yeah. So the thing that I would like to change about it is I would like them to get athletes. They don't have to be like professional athletes, mm-hmm. but you know, you can have singers, you can have actors who are athletic so they can actually compete. Because, and most of them are. But every year they have a tiny little cute girl who has never played baseball before who's going to completely embarrass herself yeah. because she doesn't know what she's doing. And no one's ever showed her. And everyone's going to say, oh, oh, oh. I can't believe that that the girl of the game each time is going to want that. So that kind of ticked me off. It's like this doesn't feel... Right. Yeah, that felt else... bad for everybody involved, her and all the fans, the whole situation. Yeah, so that was a little yucky. I was amused and kind of perplexed that that um, one of my little idols, Jessica Mendoza from ESPN, who I think is a fantastic analyst, she's a ball player. They made her pitch because they had the pretty girls pitch to mm-hmm. be. She's not a pitcher. And it's like, you know, it's underhand, slow pitch. She's an outfielder. She has an arm like a cannon. She, she, we saw her make great She made plays. a great catch. Right, a when really she was playing hot catch. corner. Yeah. yeah, she was fantastic. I'm like, you're making her do a thing 
that she can't do because she's the cute girl. It seemed like nobody could do that, though, because Jenny Finch also could not pitch. It's it's nobody's used to slow ball pitching. Yeah, it's so like, oh, come on, this could yeah. do it. So that they just should put in a pitching machine at that point. So they try to distract you. With loud music and uh, and, that, <laughs> and that cracked me up. So I really think that Jamie Foxx had a few drinks before the game. He admitted to it. it. Yeah. Right so, there on camera, which I think will probably get cut tonight. There were so many things that he did that got cut. So I don't I didn't know what the first song was because it's below my age range. But then, Oh wait, but <laughs> pause. You know but pause. But, but but the initial DJ was Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. So Shaquille O'Neal's out there DJing during this ball game, and then Jamie Foxx goes out to so they they can switch because Shaquille O'Neal said you know he's trash talking. I'm gonna go out there and hit a home run. So they were gonna trade places. Yeah. And, and the Jamie shirt Fox didn't was, trade. He tried to give him a shirt. And that yeah. Did, that didn't I was make like, it. No, this isn't gonna. That work. was pretty funny. And and so Jamie Foxx just kind of takes over the computer, and it looked like he totally didn't know what he was doing. And then he puts on ACDC, "You Shook Me All Night Long," and we all know the wor- lyrics. And so I thought, oh, they're just gonna play a few beats, kind of like they do with that Violent Femmes, like. Mm-hmm. Out song mm-hmm. during the stadium, mm-hmm. but no, no, they no. played the whole fucking song in its entirety, which I'm sure is problematic for both content and copyright. Like, and aren't copyright you to not do that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a much more expensive show unless they edit the heck out of it when it's done. But yeah, so there were high moments and low moments. But who was our favorite? Who was the entire stand? Oh my god, MV- did, Was there an MVP at the end? Did they? I, one? I I don't think that this guy was MVP, but he was in our hearts. It should have been Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, so Bill. You Bill, science been, rules. You have been vindicated because you have always been talking on this podcast about the importance in science and all how science connects to baseball and who gets the big round of applause but Bill Nye, the science guy. They were chanting, let's go Bill Nye, let's go Bill Nye. And he got a single. A right? lot of, yeah, sort a lot of. of folks in our section were actually singing his theme song. Yes. And, which was kind of awesome. And he did. He managed to, to single, and which was which was great. And yeah, so yeah, you can keep your your singers and your Disney yeah. princesses and all of that because we've got Bill Nye. science. Yeah. Because yeah. science rules. Just a, a flashback to my batting cage story at the beginning with Wally. He did bat pretty much the same during the game as he did during the batting cages, which means I don't think he got a hit. But he made some amazing catches. He so was good first, in the outfield, yeah. yeah he, and then he played catcher, too. And he got a couple of good pops out. So what do you know? I guess we all have our specialties. <laughs> Potty Mouth and El Jefe and I work really hard every week for lots of hours to bring you this so, podcast. So, so very hard. We really like doing it, and we hope you are enjoying it, too. And there's more that we want to do, more blog posts, more special features and all of that. But we do need your help. So for as little as a quarter an episode or more, we'll take more, just a few bucks a month. You can support NCIB and get access to all kinds of content, and we might even thank you on the air. Please, please, please take a second and go to patreon.com, no crying in b-ball. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash no crying in b-ball and become a supporter today. You'll find everything there you need to support no crying in baseball. Thank you very much. So where are we going right after this podcast? To drink. Yes. And in, then. In preparation for. <laughs> the Home Run Derby. Home We're going to actually derby. go to the Home Run Derby. I cannot believe this it. This is just a party week. But uh, I got I got no one in the Derby as far as boyfriends go. N- none of my boyfriend team has made it to the Derby. So I've got a couple boyfriends that are there. And yet I still. 
Okay, this is the hometown girl right now, so I got to root oh, for Bryce. Harper. Bryce has yeah. got to pull it out, right? He's the host. He's his dad's going to pitch to him again, like he does. And I, but I, 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 I don't think he's. I don't know. Jesus Aguilar. He's in, in my heart. I kind of think that hey, I, mean, I believe in Jesus, right? Yes. So he's I got get, the best promo. And did you see the ad? No, for him? no, no. Oh my God! Wait, because he was the write-in vote, right, for the All Star, and he's got all his teammates and fans and stuff saying. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Jesus. His teammates had like T-shirts and made up, and they yeah. wore them to batting practice. Yeah, so I kind of think he's he's got something going on there. But you know, I got I got Javi Baez in there. I got yeah. Freddie Freeman in there. I got some guys in the Derby, but I, I want it to be Harper because I want the hometown to show up well. But I kind of think Aguilar is going to have some. Did you do the just, online pick where you could put in? Your I did. Pick? I did too. I, I did. picked Jesus. Well, the, the problem for Harper is he's up against Freeman, and yeah. uh, I know so I your got, hometown you know, guy against your I, boyfriend. I guess my boyfriend. So I don't know what's going to happen there. So we got that today. We got a little that, more. I just uh, one more comment though oh, on that. Part of the interview that Santiago did with David Ortiz, I asked him about the home run derby, and he's against it. He feels like it fucks up the players too much because it's not a normal swing you're getting used to. It's not how you normally hit a pitch. Pitches come much faster than that. So your whole body is different. And he says, look what happened to Judge last year. He had one of the, that stellar, like record-breaking home run derby. And then he tanked afterwards. So he's like, you know, it's a hard balance because I know the fans love it, but it's not good for players. And he does not recommend it. And no Red Sox are in. They had a much harder time getting people to participate this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little ticked that they have two Cubbies on there because really there's 30 teams in baseball and you had to go two for the same team. And, you know, I have a personal vendetta against Schwarber. Let's just call that a World Series issue. And, you know, there are two guys on on the Cleveland team, the the fighting Franconas that I I would have liked to have seen. And neither of them are doing it. So I don't know if they were asked or they weren't asked or what. But we're going to go. We're going to have a great time. We're going to watch them hit it out of the park over and over and over again. And that's fantastic. It'll be pretty. And then you're going to the All-Star Game. Yes. And then I'm going to All-Star Game tomorrow, and I'm very excited about that. I feel like the Futures was kind of training for that. And we have a lot of All-Stars between our boyfriends. We do. We've got tons of them. Tons and tons of them. And so maybe we'll tell you later how our All-Stars did so we don't embarrass ourselves. But <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's a, a good thing. And we're going to see who Santiago gets to talk to. He's in the press booth today. He's in the press booth tomorrow. And we're going to get some firsthand audio and video of these guys. I'm pretty excited. Incredibly jealous. Incredibly jealous. Absolutely. But it'll be fun to talk to him about it. Yeah, so our next episode is going to be minus me for most of the conversation because my kid and I are going on, on a college tour, but we're also going on a minor league ballpark tour. Ducks, so yeah. We may, no, we're not going no to have. So we, we may be doing some reports from the road. So you may be hearing my dulcet tones next week, but it won't be about the All-Star game. It'll be about Rochester and Syracuse. Oh, yeah. And maybe. Just maybe the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Stay tuned. I can't wait. (laughs) Until then, please subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends, and say goodnight, Potty Mouth. Goodnight, Potty Mouth. Ready?